0: Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian.
1: With help from
0: Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blank Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler as your time allows, and please enjoy You're totally free, no strings attached, blast from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to January 13th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Our first stop on this day in history will be in Webster City, Iowa in the Hamilton-Freeman newspaper, published on January 13, 1869. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll! Changed Managers The Union steam mill in the west end of town has again passed into the hands of its owners, Messengers Moore and Selders who will continue the business as heretofore. Messengers Lee and Yule, during the time they run the mill, won the confidence and esteem of the public and proved themselves competent and accommodating millers. May good luck attend them in all future operations. Schoolhouse Burned. A schoolhouse in the Helen neighborhood in Fremont Township was burned down last Thursday night. The origin of the fire is unknown, the only probable cause we have heard mentioned being that it took fire from ashes thrown out of the stove during the day. This however, in view of the fact that the ground was covered with 12 or 15 inches of snow, is not altogether plausible. The building had been in use for some years, and its destruction is considered no great loss, though some inconvenience at present. That sack of flour from Bone and Snodgrass Mill left at our shanty last Saturday was an A number 1 article, and we take this opportunity and method of letting the public know it. The proprietors are worthy gentlemen and have expended much time and money to get their mill in its present condition. They do the very best of work and render general satisfaction to their customers. Boone Valley is on the progressive. Success to it. And thanks for the plower, messengers B and S. Our next stop is in the Hamilton County Journal in Webster City, Iowa, January 13th. 1896 The Farmer and the Scales Ex-Sheriff Charles II Neely was in the city last week and made us a very pleasant call. He has been gradually increasing in du poids until he now weighs 180 pounds and talks just as sassy as can be. While here he took us to task about the city scales and gave it as his opinion that the farmers generally were well pleased with them and that he would be very sorry to see them done away with. So would we. We worked for them believing that they would be better and give better satisfaction to all concerned than the old way of doing business and there is no stronger advocate of the system than we are. They do away with much trickery and cannot fail to give satisfaction to the seller and also to the buyer, unless he wants to get more than he pays for. Mr. Neely, in common with all farmers, recognizes this fact, and of course wants to see the public scales here maintained. If the city was large enough to maintain a set of public scales in each ward, all this unpleasant trouble would be done away with, but that time has not come yet and until it does come, we suppose there will always be more or less feeling in regard to the present location. If the present scales will stand law under the ordinance, we can see nothing else to do but submit, and we have counseled patience and forbearance until the case is decided. It may take a year before a decision is reached, and in the meantime, no one deprecates the present jangle more than we do. Let us have peace. What's going on? Monday evening, January 20th, George B. Williams, the celebrated Shakespearean reciter at the Congregational Church, under the auspices of the public schools. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evening, January 13, 14, and 15, Ida Van Cortland Company at Opera House. Sunday, January 19th, YMCA meeting at the UB Church at 3 p.m. Subject for next meeting. Young men whom Christ loved. Reverend C.P. Boardman will load the meeting. All men and boys are cordially invited. Friday evening, January 17th. Old-time musical festival at B.C. Masons by the Ladies of St. Paul's Church. Tuesday evening, January 21st, Chimes of Normandy at Wilson's Opera House. For benefit of cornet band. Wednesday evening, January 22nd, Grand Catholic Sociable at Armory Hall. Supper from 5 to 12 o'clock. Our next stop on this day in history is in the Webster City Journal on January 13, 1910. Soosed his wife in a snowdrift. Mrs. John Bechtel says hubby tossed her into drift and covered her over with snow. Put under bonds to keep peace. Alleged occurrence happened Sunday at home on east side of the river. It has been held in some states that a man may chastise his wife when occasion demands, but tossing her bodily into a snowdrift and covering her over with a blanket of the beautiful is carrying the thing too far. At least, so says Justice G. F. Tucker, who placed John Bagtol under bonds of $100 to keep the peace. Bagtol's wife was the complaining witness. She alleged that last Sunday, her lord and master had picked her up in his arms, carried her bodily to the porch, and thrown her into a snowdrift, after which he piled snow upon her. John denies the soft impeachment, but admits that he sort of washed her face with the snow. The tolls live on the east side, where their family have been the cause of neighborhood gossip every once in a while. But Mr. Begtoll will not soothe his wife in a snowdrift again. No, not while he is under bonds. And so peace reigns in the Begtoll home now. Hauled Coal 20 Miles. A. L. Whitton, who was in the journal office the other day, recalled while speaking of the local coal supply, that in pioneer days hereabouts, he, in common with other residents, used to haul coal twenty miles and think nothing of it. Usually a party of pioneers went together early in the fall or during the winter, going as far as the coal blank banks at lay and hauling a supply home. Conditions like this would be almost unbearable at the present time but in the good old days where the, usual th- where the usual thing and the long journey, oft times taking two days, was enjoyed by the early settlers. He certainly deserves it. Talk about cross-eyed justice. Now, what do you think of this? Bert Casey, a poor Webster City brute, got crazy drunk on drug stone whiskey and hammered his half-starved wife till she nearly died he got 30 years in the penitentiary served him right you think and we readily agree with you yes but George Gardner a wealthy farmer and ex-Webster city druggist who to our personal knowledge began beating his poor little wife 25 years ago and has kept at it at frequent intervals ever since got howling drunk again on Christmas Day and gave her another severe pounding. He spent one day in the county jail and paid a fine of $12.50. Yes, but hold on a minute Walt. Casey was indicted by a grand jury and tried in district court, the charge being assault with intent to commit murder. Gardner was merely hauled into justice court on a minor charge. The next session of the grand jury will be held February 21st, and this jury can take up Gardner's case if they like, which will throw it into the district court, where the fellow would doubtless get what is coming to him, a term in the state penitentiary. Local news items. The high school girls Bible class has been organized. Mrs. William Spicer is out again after her recent illness. Miss Irene Mullen is acting as office girl at the journal office. A baby daughter was born yesterday to Professor and Mrs. D.M. Kelly of this city. The Roy Peterson family will move to Waterloo, where Roy is now working. Harold Mason, who was recently operated on for appendicitis, is now able to sit up. Mr. and Mrs. William Mullen are the parents of a baby boy born Monday, January 3rd. The Elks initiated a class of candidates at a special session held last night. Mr. and Mrs. Kelts have moved into their suite of rooms over the Orpheum. The library has been closed a few days because of the illness of Librarian Burgess. Good headway is being made on the raging of the old Tabernacle building. The girls basketball team of the high school will play the Fort Dodge team tomorrow night at Fort Dodge. The City Clock is in commission again after a brief vacation during the recent cold snap. Superior Rebecca's have postponed the installation of their officers until January 26. The Dr. Schultz family have moved into their new home in the former J.O. Thrush residence. The Masons will hold public installation and supper at their hall Tuesday evening. Invitations have been sent out to many guests. Reverend Roland, popular pastor of this Christian church, has been retained for another year. His salary was raised to $1,000 per year. The graduating class this year will number some 27 or 8 students, a very fair-sized class. Hugh Olmsted, bookkeeper for W.J. Zitterell, is away from the office because of trouble from gallstones. The J.D. McGuire family this week shipped their household goods and left for their new home in Calgary, Canada. The Universalist Ladies' Aid are holding their annual meeting this afternoon at the home of Mrs. J.R. White. Mike Wareham of Jewel left the hospital here Monday. Mr. Dillon, who was injured in a runaway, also left Tuesday. Sergeant Wolvington of the regular army is putting the members of Company C through a fine course of military work this week. The same local Odd Fellow team, which installed officers at Homer and Ellsworth, installed in Jewel Tuesday night, Unable to get enough men to take the coming census, the time for making application to Guy Rankin at Fort Dodge has been extended to an, uh, 31, January 31st. Howard Walsh, seen last week in Ra- Graustark, and who was here two years ago as leading men in Under Southern Skies, is a cousin of the Mikko boys of this city. Mrs. A.H. Wentworth, who has sold her property on Boone Street, leaves in a couple weeks for Harmony, Nebraska where she will make her home with her daughter. The WRC and GAR will give a banquet and social Saturday evening. All members and their families are, and all veterans and families are invited. The coal situation has been relieved. All the roads are now hauling fuel, and all coal yards have on hand a fair supply, which is growing daily. Tell your neighbor he can get the Journal and Farmer's Tribune both a year for $1. Old subscribers who pay a year ahead will also get the Farmer's Tribune a year free. The journal is still in the sale bill business. If you want a bill that is just a little better and just a bit different than the usual bill, let us do the work. 56 men who thought they knew enough about pharmacy to get by before the state pharmacy board took the last examination and only 11 passed. Purity Rebecca's enjoyed their monthly social supper at the hall last Friday evening. Following this occurred the regular lodge session and installation of the new officers. J.M. Richardson has gone to California, where he will remain an indefinite length of time with his family. Mrs. Nellie White is assisting Newton Ripper at the store. The little one-year-old son of Mr. and Mrs. Sam Butler of Rutland died Tuesday and yesterday was brought to this city for interment the family having formerly lived here Warren Overpack and Turner Welch who are down from Medicine Hat Canada on business report that not that no such extreme cold has been experienced at Medicine Hat as we have had here. The modern cleaners have a page advertisement in this issue. Read it and then patronize home industry. This company has invested a good deal of money in a fine plant and is doing as good work as is done in any of the cities. Reverend and Mrs. J. R. Fass have received word announcing the serious illness of their son-in-law, J. N. Searns of Huron, South Dakota. He had just survived an attack of pneumonia when he was stricken with peritonitis. Yesterday morning, Mrs. C. L. Tucker slipped on the sidewalk at the Charles Gage home and fractured a hip and sprained a knee. She is a sister of Mrs. Gage and was just leaving for the train to return home to South Dakota when the accident occurred. The Pleasant View Literary Society has been reorganized and will hold its first meeting of the season tonight. The officers are President William Dinsdale, Vice President Irving Lasher, Secretary Julius Jewett, Treasurer R.K. Richardson, Sergeant at Arms G.D. Barragan. All corporations in Webster City have received blanks from the state upon which to make their annual report, as per the new law. Only those whose net earnings are in excess of $5,000 are taxed, but all must return their list of employees, salaries paid, and such other information as is asked. Ray W. Parker has filed a petition in court asking that a deed given by Ned A. Parker to Emma E. Parker be set aside. The deed was filed after the plaintiff secured a judgment against the defendant and it is alleged the deed was given for the purpose of defrauding him out of the judgment. B. F. Nickerson Tuesday received a telegram from his son J. A. Nickerson at Muscatine announcing the death of the latter's wife. Childbirth caused her demise. Mr. and Mrs. Nickerson made their home here some years ago, and many friends here extend their sympathies to the stricken young husband. Our next stop is in the Daily Freeman Journal newspaper, January 13th, 1930. Iowan says farm board is hard hit. We'll pretty near have to kill off 20% of the farmers. Brooke Hart talking. Tempted to believe farm board is another cloud decoy ducks. The Farm Board will pretty near have to kill off 20% of the farmers to carry out its program for reducing the wheat acreage, Senator Brookhart, Iowa, today said in the Senate. Attacking suggestions made by Chairman Legge of Farm Board for a reduction in wheat acreage, the Iowan said he was tempted to believe that the Farm Board is another crowd of decoy ducks put up to destroy the cooperative industry. He said he was withholding final judgment. Brookhart said it was physically impossible to control agricultural production. He argued that production beyond domestic needs is this, in this country was wise. Lost and found. Lost, Gold Schaefer fountain pen and pencil. Please return to Mr. Sherwood at Montgomery Ward and Company. Lost, black and tan hood, $10 reward. Write Cecil Brown, Williams, Iowa. Wanted, work by reliable young lady. Wanted, a young lady, high school graduate, one year typing and bookkeeping, experienced in dry goods and groceries desires position. Good references, Box 466, Woolstock, Iowa. Wanted to rent a farm address H care of Freeman journal wanted fresh eggs we buy good prices bring them to us armor creamery just west of Montgomery Ward store DC Miller buyer wanted to buy three Hampshire or Poland China boars Helmick brothers wanted Taxi service, telephone 422-442-JW Whaley. For rent, room, close in. For rent, room in modern house. For rent, housekeeping or sleeping rooms. 525 Division Street. For rent, private home, 840 Division Street. Immediate possession, inquire Mrs. Bloomfield, Hotel Wilson For Rent Modern House at 902 1st Street If rented at once $30 per month For Sale Sewing Machine in Good Condition Inquire at 620 Odell Street For Sale Full-Blooded Dark Red Single Comb cockerels, Mrs. H.G. Finch For Sale Eclipse eight burner gas range for large heater. Inquire at 715 Seneca Street. For Sale. Single comb, red Rhode Island cockerels, Mrs. George Barrogan. For Sale. Several good cows, also four last spring male calves. W.D. Chowfant. For Sale. One H.P. Westing House motor and one Janssen Jump Jack in excellent condition, W.D. Chalfant For Sale Iowa Coal direct from the mine, $7 a ton delivered, Roy Addis, For Sale Simple Brooder Stoves If you need a new brooder stove this spring, write me at Webster City or see Mrs. B.F. McCoy. Bernice Christensen. For sale, 7 acres with modern bungalow, chicken houses, etc. Close in. Bargain if taken soon. B.R. Brown, Iowa Falls, Iowa. For sale, 70 buff Flaghorn Pullets. $1 each. Have started laying. First Sale, 1 Fumed Oak Dining Room Suite, Price Reasonable, 714 Funk Street. For Sale, Few Full-Blooded Shorthorn Bulls, E.E. E. Car Camrar. First Sale, Good Clean cobs, Webster City Truck Line, eight, nine, phone 56 Day, 894 Nights. That's it for January 13th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's Newsworthy Past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow.